gong is, is an implicit system. You don't say anything. You just have your conversation. You just talk. You're right. And it gleans the insights automatically and understand what needs to be done uh, automatically from the conversation. So that makes it very easy to onboard new customers and to try before you buy. If someone doesn't believe, you just, uh, yeah, give me a couple of weeks and uh, most people buy. You are listening to Innovators, brought to you by Wing Venture Capital. I am your host, Zach DeWitt. We have a special episode today. Peter Wagner, the founding partner of Wing VC, and I sit down for a candid conversation with Amit Bendov, the CEO and co-founder of Gong. Gong is a conversational intelligence platform powered by AI. The Gong platform solves a real business problem by improving calls and demos for sales teams and helping them win more deals. Gong unlocks a unique data set by ingesting call and email data and provides reps and managers with increased deal visibility from contact to close. For example, Gong will report to managers which competitors are mentioned most frequently on sales calls and will give reps suggestions of how to structure their conversation based on how the best reps do so. Amit is an experienced entrepreneur who is building a category-defining company that is used by LinkedIn, GE, Pinterest, and hundreds of other world-class organizations. I think you will greatly enjoy our conversation. So today we have a very special episode of Innovators. We are at the Gong headquarters in downtown San Francisco with Peter Wagner, the founding partner of Wing Venture Capital, and Amit, the CEO and founder of Gong. So please introduce yourself, Amit. Hey, I'm Amit. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Uh, Peter is Zach. Uh, I'm Amit Bendov, co-founder and uh, CEO of, of Gong. I'm excited to be here today. And Amit, what were you doing prior to founding Gong? Um, so Gong is the fourth company where I'm in a leadership position. Prior to that, I was a CEO of a company called Sysense in the business intelligence space. Uh, before that, I was one of the founding team members of a company uh, called Click Software uh, in the mobile workforce automation industry and um, brought it from no sales to a NASDAQ IPO. Uh, then I was a CMO and VP of sales at a company called Panaya in the uh, ERP's um, space. That was my first SaaS company. And uh, here I am. Gong is my fourth company. And for our listeners that don't know what Gong does, could you please give us a little overview of, of what the product is? Yeah. So so Gong is um, a system that helps in- improve sales and customer support by monitoring conversations of customer-facing people with the uh, with customers, uh, it could be email, it could be uh, phone calls or, or video conferences or other media, uh, and it mines insights from those conversations, how the customer facing people could become better at their job and also provides leadership team with strategic insights, how they can improve their, their business. All of that is done automatically without anybody having to do almost anything. So who are some of your customers and what are they using Gong for? We have over 500 customers uh, using the product today. Uh, it could be small companies like a San Francisco startup that are trying to figure out their initial product market fit. 
uh, with a, a small team and some of our customers like um, ADP and, and GE that have in LinkedIn and have thousands of, of salespeople. So it runs the gamut. Uh, we currently sell mostly in North America and um, customers in pretty much uh, every industry. And one of the, the pieces of feedback that Peter and I constantly hear about Gong is, is how much the reps themselves actually love the product. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how the reps are using the product and what feedback they're getting from Gong, and also um, how the managers of the sales reps are using the product. For the reps, Gong replaces the yellow pad, that's first and foremost. So when they're in meetings with customers, they don't need to worry about taking notes anymore. They can really focus on the conversation, become better listeners. So that's number one. The second is more subtle, but uh, equally important, if not more, is they're not alone in the trenches anymore. Sales is a very lonely and stressful job. You might have some very challenging conversation with customers, and then you go and tell your managers or your, your, uh, your product team about it or engineering, and nobody believes you. They think you're making up excuses mm -hmm. and all of that. Gone creates a transparency that everybody's in the trenches together. It's your managers, it's the product team, it's the marketing team, it's the SDR. So everybody now can listen and understand the challenges. And there is no more argument what actually happened, just what are we doing about it? So that's a pretty powerful proposition. And they can um, really rally the entire company uh, to help them succeed. So, Amit, uh, on that point, um, you know, some pretty well-known sales technology products are really built for executives and managers, and the value proposition for the at the rep level is weaker. When you're designing new features for Gong and really conceiving the product in the first place, is it rep first or manager first, or how do you balance those priorities? It's both. So Gong is a uh, strategic system in a sense that pretty much everybody in the company uh, benefits from it. We have a lot of users. There are people that buy the product, but they're, they're, you know, it's being used by reps, it's being used by managers, it's being used by product people, by marketing people, by product marketing people, by enablement people. Uh, but we knew early on that there has to be something strong in it for the reps themselves. Okay. Otherwise, it's just a big brother system that it can be perceived as a very negative because nobody wants uh, just to be um, seen but not understand what's going on. It's like big, being behind a, a one-sided mirror. So we want to make sure that there is enough in it for the customer-facing people. And that's what we built quite a bit uh, for, for the reps themselves. Uh, we didn't want it to be a policing system as some of the call center uh, traditional technologies that are watching for compliance or adherence to scripts. It's something that is looking to empower people and give them some better tool and better environment to be successful. So it sounds like if you're successful in that, really Gong and the insights that it reveals becomes the lingua franca of the organization, uh, the, really the, the center of the conversation around which all these different functions come together. Absolutely. It, it is really the, uh, the single source of truth. Okay? I've started a company because I realized how little information we're getting from our CRM system. It's not a specific system, but CRM was telling us who our customers are, how many deals we're winning, what our contract values with every customer. But there are some fundamental questions that we just couldn't answer. 
Like, why are some people more successful than others? And they're, you know, being dealt more or less the same cards. Why are the outcomes so different? Question number two, why is our win rate what it is? So every company, you know, the typical win rate is anywhere between one out of the five to one out of the 10 deals. Nobody really knows what happens with the other nine. So we wanted to be able to answer this. And the third is, what are we doing wrong as a company? At Sisense, we're, it's a, we're in a very competitive market. BI, there are lots of vendors out there. It's a very noisy and crowded space, and, and you never really know what's going on. It's very fast moving. So we never, all the answers we're getting were uh, from the salespeople. Right now, they don't have time to update. They don't always like understand exactly what's going on. It's it's best it's their perception of what's really happening, and that's the system that we build. It will automatically provide a much richer source that is not based on on opinions or impressions, but based on reality. So with Gong, it captures like everything uh, that happens with the customer. It doesn't forget anything. Think of like a bionic mm-hmm. brain. Uh, of an organization and everybody can see the same thing. There's no more argument about what actually happened. This is the real source of truth where what you have in all of the CRM systems is very partial data, maybe like 5% of the information and what's there is highly subjective. Yeah, CRMs, I mean, the data is inputted by overworked and overstressed reps where with Gong, it's directly ingesting the, the call data and email data. So it's going to be a lot more accurate in, in the lingua franca. So what are the reps actually getting? So they, they're getting how many filler words they use. They're getting the time they spoke versus the customer spoke. They're getting, you know, talk about some of the, the cooler insights and, and more unique insights that, that Gong can provide the reps. So, yeah, filler words everybody asks about. Actually, uh, our research shows that it, it doesn't really matter. Managers are often obsessed with filler words. It, it sounds terrible. We found close to zero correlation between the usage of filler words to actual win rates. So that, that's one of the powers of Gong, that it's like it, it gets reads of opinions. It's just what, what does the data show? And it kills that kind of like debate. I think that you sound terrible. But the insights are first, there are multiple levels. First is how much activity you're doing, how many calls, how many emails. That, that's pretty basic. Second uh, is interaction skills. Am I being patient? Am I asking good questions? Am I letting the customer talk? Am I taking control in the conversation? Those are pretty basic, but they create an almost immediate impact. Think of it as a, as a Fitbit for a conversation, right? If I tell you that you need to make like 10,000 steps a day and I give you the instrument to measure and to provide almost real-time feedback, the change is almost immediate. So we see reps go from 85% talk time, which is very typical. It sounds awful, but it's very real, especially for new reps that are not as confident it'll go down to 50% like within two weeks just by providing that biofeedback. So that's the second level interaction. And the third is a little more sophisticated and that's for the larger companies. Though that have at least, I'd say a couple dozen people. Over time, Gong monitors the, the conversations and the outcomes in the CRM systems. And given enough data, it'll start providing insights 
on what are the winning patterns. It looks at what are the top reps doing, the top five percentiles, and then everybody else and find the differences that can be taught relatively easily. So one of our customers, for example, is selling uh, point of sale equipment to uh, restaurants. And it has uh, an iPad component and a software component. And Gong actually recommended that they talk about the software before the hardware, or maybe it's the other way around, I'm not sure. And that increased win rate by 15%, which is massive. Just this small change made a big impact. How does Gong know that you should talk about software before hardware? Uh, it doesn't really know. It doesn't understand what software is, what hardware is. Think of it like the Google AlphaGo, but it just know these are the winning games. If you do it enough times, that's the pattern that, that wins games. And that's what it did. So those are the more powerful insights. So first level activities, second interaction skills, how to become a better conversation person. And the third is what should you be talking about, what to say when, which is like the more powerful insight. And how much of Gong's value uh, comes from algorithms versus data? Uh, you know, you're processing in a lot of interesting ways and to deliver insights, but at the same time, you're also capturing data that was just falling on the floor and never being brought to the table. Um, can you break it down? I'm not sure that I can. It's hard. Those two go go together. I think sometimes the data itself could be as as valuable, and sometimes those those uh, insights are more powerful. Just knowing uh, where your top competitor is is extremely valuable. Right? Uh, it's, it's hard to separate them. So here's a simple question. I ask like every CRO that I speak with is, do you know what your competitive win rate is? And says, sure, of course I do. How do you know that? Well, we have a field in our CRM that says, who did we lost the deals? I said, well, that's not a real win ratio because first, it's people that are putting it in a field mm -hmm. and they don't always know, they don't bother. Sometimes it's not just one competitor, it's usually more than one. And they only put it in, they usually put it in when they lose, not when they win. So again, it's like very partial and subjective data. You turn gone gone and immediately you know that that competitor is presenting 25% of your deals and the other is a 2%. So where should you be focusing your both your, your training resources and also your product priorities? So that data is very, very powerful and, and strategic. How much of a company's success would you attribute to great AI versus a really deep understanding of the business problem? I think that Gong has more in uh, AI inside than a lot of the companies that are putting on our website. Yet I don't think I haven't checked recently, but I don't think you'll find it on our on our website. Uh, so we're not selling AI. We're selling something that solves a problem. We didn't start from AI. I do have a computer science degree and I, I wrote code in the past. But when we started, I started because I was scratching an itch. I, I was frustrated with how little information I had. So I had this problem. Then we went through a process that we validated. Are there other people in the world that have this problem that I experienced firsthand? And would they be willing to pay what we think we need to create a business and we found 50 people that said yes and then we started validating the concept so we started with the problem we also researched um, my, my co-founder Elon 
and I, we try to find out what's available technically today. Not We didn't want something that will work in, in five years, but what can we realistically put into play today that will create value from an AI perspective? And then we buried it pretty deep inside. Uh, our users aren't very sophisticated or analytics, so we try to create the business value. So, so what's the breakdown? I'm not sure that I'm answering, but that, that's the real complex uh, picture. I think it's I think it's the business problem first and, and putting the technology to solve a problem versus finding a technology and asking what problems it could solve. One of the themes on this podcast is explainability. You, know, you can imagine if you're applying for a loan and it's a machine learning powered algorithm, which is saying yes or no to that loan, you have to explain that. There's a bit of a black box problem. Does Gong have any issues with explainability because it's listening to your phone calls and going through emails? I feel like there's a good system of record to go back on, but have customers talked to you about explainability or is that something that you've had to work with them on? It's an issue. It's not a big issue for us. Uh, We try to either propose things that make sense or not propose at all. You know, things like interaction skills, most people understand them that, that, you know, I didn't ask enough questions. And and, uh, we also have a reference of what are some of the best people doing. So you could compare yourself to the top people and then you can see, okay, this is what they're doing. And and, uh, that seems to be winning and I'm not there. Right. So uh, that's pretty straightforward. Some of the advanced machine learning stuff is, is hard to explain, but we do run it through people. It's not that Gong will recommend to change the company's story and go ahead and train everybody on it without running through people so they can go over you know gong might generate 20 recommendations and then the leaders would go and say yes 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 no and then once they click okay that will trickle down to to the field so they can they can they can choose in five years will it be possible to buy any software that is not based on ai uh, probably not. I think AI is now being made ubiquitous. I mean, that's a big deal. It's not that people invented it. Now it's like easy and I think any company can use it. It's like mobile or cloud. Anybody can put it. The question isn't that if you have AI or not, is how do you put it into uh, into play and solve a real problem? Uh, but uh, I think it'll be hard to compete if there is software that is smarter, one software is smarter than the other and it's creating value, it's, it's, it's hard to compete if you don't have that. You spoke a bit about how uh, Gong uses different types of AI, machine learning, natural language processing to enable specific capabilities in the product. Does it also enable a different type of go-to-market strategy? To us, yes. Um, not, not necessarily in terms of marketing, but uh, we have a, a try before you buy and kind of a land and expand model. So it's, it's very easy uh, to try Gong and to get started. You know, there are a number of reasons for that. First, why we want it is because it, it does something pretty revolutionary we, that people find hard to believe. So I said, okay, you, you, you get to drive it first. Second, we have a pretty... Uh, I'm saying it's lovingly pretty tough audience. So to get salespeople to change the way that they work is very hard. So we, early on, Elon and I understood that we don't want to teach them anything. The system just have to work. Literally, you turn it on and it works. 
So rather than teaching them like special, you know, something that's the equivalent of Alexa skills like markers or command words, hey, uh, Siri, I'm hungry or Alexa, I want to order more of that stuff. Gong is, is an implicit system. You don't say anything. You just have your conversation. You just talk. You write. And it gleans the insights automatically and understand what needs to be done uh, automatically from the conversation. So that makes it very easy to onboard new customers and to try before you buy. If someone doesn't believe, you just, uh, yeah, give me a couple of weeks. And uh, and uh, in five minutes, the product is working. You try it for a couple of weeks and then most people buy. So the intelligence of the system enables a higher level of automation. The higher level of automation yes. enables this you know, very advantageous go-to-market model. That yeah, you absolutely. Do you think maybe that's like even more <laughs> of a powerful aha than some of the specific product capabilities, at least as it relates to the overall success of the company? Well, it's definitely been a key part. The ease of use and ease of deployment and ease of uh, trying has been a key part of our success. And because I mentioned that... Um, that initial market validation before we started the company, before we raised money that we called, I called 50 sales leader and asked him, we're looking for something that will tell you what's really going on. And we are able to answer all those questions. And all of them says, well, that sounds too good to be true. It's very nuanced. How is it? So there's obvious uh, skepticism that the software really works or can ever work which is, by the way, a very good sign. When people tell me it sounds too good to be true, it means that you have something really interesting. Now you, you really have to uh, make it work. So we knew that we have to make it like very easy for people to see that it works. So that, that has definitely played a key role in our in our sales and sales motion and go-to-market motion. Still it feels, is. It, it feels like some of the, the sophisticated technology is really enabling a higher degree of consumerization at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so when I when I was looking for, for that, for something like Gong, we didn't call it Gong at the time. I didn't even know what I was looking for. I was familiar with the contact center software, like mm -hmm. the traditional vendors. And that wasn't something that we could possibly buy because these are very large systems that could take 12 months of deployment. There are analysts over there that are doing data labeling and, and building taxonomies and all those things that we could never even like would never even consider buying or, or deploying. It's a, you know, it's good for like Bank of America or, or, or British Telecom, but not for companies that are our size uh, at that time. So by making it like dead simple using AI we use a lot of unsupervised learning, and that's key because, again, nobody's going to train the system or label stuff. It was a constraint, but we, it has to be unsupervised. And that's the message, turn it on and it works. So that, that has been like a key uh, things. And that's why a lot of companies, uh, I mentioned we have some very small customers, they would never be able to buy something that is the size of the traditional contact center speech analytics technologies. So we've talked about some of the benefits of artificial intelligence in terms of your go-to-market motion and also some of the unique insights um, that your product can generate. What are some of the challenges working with AI and machine learning? There, there, there are quite a few. Uh, here are a few interesting ones. So first, uh, 
There's traditional SaaS model pre-AI, you know, customers, they, they trust you with their data and, and standard term, if they, um, if they terminate the contract for whatever they don't renew, the data is gone. How does it work now with machine learning, right? You can't unlearn, right? So if we have an algorithm that learns something across all customers and one of the customers doesn't renew, Obviously, there are specific data, their records or calls, they're all gone, but you can't unlearn stuff that you learn. So that's something that uh, we found early on that you need to, we spent quite a bit of time with legal counsels, trying to explain to them that that's a new reality today with machine learning. You can't unlearn data. And, and most of them, today it's less of an issue, but like in, in the first years, uh, two years ago, there was still new subject uh, for uh, contractual obligations of, of SaaS, right? To do machine learning on, on a SaaS product. How do you test the product? It's hard. It's not deterministic. It could come up with different results, like at, at different times. You need the training set. Uh, do you test it on your own data? We, as Gong, we have the, lo- the privilege that we also use our own products. So we could, uh, we could still test quite a few things on our own data. Uh, but we're not the size of some of our larger customers. So it's always a challenge. How do you test uh, the stuff and see that it works? And, and second, um, even if we could, then how do you know that, um, how do you QA machine learning, right? Uh, not that it works, but that the results are actually good. Now, right? I think you made, uh, you made an interesting point a second ago. Uh, Gong uses the product. Um, Gong's use of the product is a big contributor to the training. You yourself did a lot of the early selling. Is it fair to say that a meet the sales rep is captured inside the Gong system and that's what we're selling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, um, definitely. We still have calls from uh, 2017 and 2016. They're still mine. Uh, yeah, you could see I've, I've made progress. I consider myself pretty good, and I've, I've saw my skills improve over time as I've started listening to myself. And Now, you were a world-class sales and marketing person before you started this company. Yes. Would it have been possible for someone who did not have that pedigree to pursue this opportunity? I think that that had like a, a big part. I think we're, we're seeing companies are popping up, but a lot of them came from the, the other route. They came from a technical background and say, oh, this is like AI and speech is cool. What can we do it? We're able to get it right, like pretty much from the get go, because we knew what problem we're solving. So I'm intimately familiar, not only with the business problem, but also the, the psyche of our buyers and our users. We knew that salespeople hate to do stuff. We knew what they're thinking and and we built the product in a way that they actually love it versus fighting. So that, that has been a, um, a key part. Not impossible for someone else to do it. I mean, we always like, you know, try to be paranoid about the risk someone like outpacing us with, with you know, some new kind of technology, but having a background in, in sales and marketing really uh, helped and is still helping. When we're looking at new opportunities to build an AI-powered business application, one of the things that we look for first is the data. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the new data set that can be brought to bear? Is there a totally proprietary data set that can be generated uh, through the operation of the application? Was any of your early thinking molded by 
you know, access to data or the availability of data or the notion that there was this unexploited data that, that you could get to first? Yeah, so the data that, that's uh, unexploited is what's in a conversation. So we said uh, that, and we were aware both of, you know, there are two main sources. It's email and, and conversations, spoken and written conversations. The logic is that, or was, that in an hour of conversation, we exchange on average about 6,000 words. The average American would speak at 150 words per minute. Uh, not to mention a lot of things such as emotions, body language, a lot of other things. Knows that. So from those 6,000 words, maybe 30 would make it to the CRM because nobody has time or desire or interest to put it in. It'll be, oh, it was a great meeting. They're super excited about a product and we're going to meet again in a couple of weeks. And then nothing happens and you always want to rise. We knew that that information evaporates. So by capturing it and mining it, we get access to data that just goes to waste today uh, per customer. We started with voice because there's, uh, it, it was a harder problem. So we said that that's more differentiated and, uh, and tougher problem to crack. And, and later on, we added uh, written conversations. But that's the information we're capturing right now. It's something that uh, exists for a very volatile moment uh, and, and then it evaporates. Now, you're not the only company talking about conversation analytics. Why are you winning? I mean, there are a lot of reasons, but uh, I think it's the more than anything, it's honestly, it's the team. I think we have like better traction, better technology, better investment, but it's the that being a fourth company, I've learned that the the ability to scale quickly depends on the caliber of people that we hire and just the we built a really good great team in terms of the uh the leadership both in engineering marketing sales customer success across the board and we i hope that we've done a good job in terms of like making the right strategic decisions like uh there this technology can go in lots of different directions and you're getting pulled we get like calls like every day you know can you do this and can you do that but we're pretty disciplined in our where we want to go and execution and uh, a lot of it just hard work. We just, you know, fight for customers. We uh, try to make it work for them. We um, take good care of customers. We're uh, we try to be creative and and uh, interesting in our marketing, and invest heavily in engineering. I think that we have right now our engineering team alone is bigger than all of our competitors combined. Full head count, not just. Their engineering. So we invest heavily in the product and we're, we're trying to uh, run faster all the time. And it's a virtuous cycle because your talented team is using Gong, which makes them even more yeah. powerful and effective. Yeah. I think all those factors you cited are absolutely true. Um, if I was going to share an opinion as your partner, yeah. um, I would say a lot of it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that you guys started with the business problem. And your own background gave you very keen understanding of it and tremendous empathy for the users uh, that you were you were trying to um, create value for. Yeah, that, that has been, uh, you know, Gong is, uh, you know, early on was my work uh, in, in Elon's. Now there's there's a lot of people that, that contribute. There are really a lot of moving parts. But uh, yeah, understanding like 
what problem we're solving has been has been key and having like a laser focus on on that. What's next for Gong in terms of maybe adjacencies you move into or, or product features? Uh, quite a bit. So we're um, a big move for us right now is is um, first we started with uh, voice conversations, uh, but the vision has always been to touch any interaction that touches the customer. And there are three major types. First is spoken. And those have different forms. It could be phone, it could be uh, Zoom or go to meeting calls, it could be in person meetings. Now we have uh, recording devices that work for in person uh, meeting, which has been requested by many of our customers. It opens more opportunities. Written conversations, uh, email is the most popular, but we're getting into chat. Uh, so you can see the entire life cycle or journey of a buyer. If it comes to your website, they chat with someone, whether with a bot or with a real person, and then they speak with an SDR via email or call, and then it goes to sales and customer success. So the full uh, journey. So that's one motion. And uh, the third source is application data. Today we have CRM, but we're looking to get into uh, support tickets, documents of sorts, contracts, anything that touches the customer that will glean the, uh, the information. So that's uh, one motion, just the data that's ingested and understood by Gong. That's an eternal project. It's never going to end, uh, but it's getting better. The second motion is expanding the footprint. There, if you remember the three questions that I was trying to answer and I couldn't, like why are some people successful with others are not? Why are we losing some and winning some deals? And three, what's really happening in the market? This is what we call the three pillars at Gong. There are three applications, people success, deal success, and strategy success. People success is about making people better, just improving how we operate as a people, including productivity, ramp up time, and that's a lot of the coaching and label activity. Uh, Deal success is about improving the win rate by understanding how opportunities behave uh, in the market. Now that we understand the full cycle, emails, calls, chat, application data, you could tie that to patterns that are at a higher level than a single conversation. It's the entire sequence of a chain of events. So what good looks like and uh, uh, how do we win more deals? So that's uh, we've launched something that we call Beat uh, that's being rolled out. It's about half of our customers right now. It's being uh, widely successful. And the third is strategy success, more high-level insights for senior leadership in what's happening in the customer voice of the customer, competitive win rate, trending that you're seeing, more of a strategic insights for, for the product. So this is a big, uh, big motion for us. Beyond Gong, how do you think artificial intelligence will reshape our business economy? I think like every technology revolution, you start from the industrial to the internet to social to mobile, uh, there are certain human activities that will go away because we get done much better, cheaper, faster. I mean, there are professions that don't exist today, right? You know, calligraphy as a, as a, as a, as a profession doesn't exist. It was there like 200 years ago. Uh, but people are still doing stuff. Right. The, the population grows, the, the, the economy just gets better. So there are a lot of things today that, you know, gone being one of the things is we automate a lot of things that 
salespeople are doing today and don't like doing and, and will automate a like growing portion of that. So the work will shift elsewhere. But a lot of the, you know, think about like driving cars. I mean, I think there's very little doubt that it, I don't know if it's going to be like two, five or, or 50 years, but that's going away. I mean, there, there, there's no question. And a lot of things in the enterprise and corporate where it's work that is just, it's ridiculous that people are doing that. One question we always like to ask our guests is what advice do you have to young entrepreneurs that are building AI powered businesses today? Are you sure that you want to do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not in the conversational AI space. Um, <laughs> I think is don't think yourself as an AI company. Business is, is business. Spot. Find a problem that people are willing to pay money for in a way that you could build a sustainable and, and a cash flow positive or profitable company and then see what the technology can do and not center the business around AI. And that's that's true for AI. It was true for cloud. It was true for mobile. And it's, it's probably true for the next thing. Who knows what that's going to be in 10 years? It's still build a business. And how can our listeners follow the progress of Gong? If they want to work here, if they want to be a customer of Gong, what, where should they head? I think it's hard to avoid us <laughs> <laughs> uh, these days. But uh, uh, LinkedIn, just go to our uh, LinkedIn. Uh, it's pretty popular. I think we just crossed the 10,000 followers I saw. Uh, Congratulations. So there, there's good book. You could get like really good insights. Uh, we have a blog post that shares like free data and insight. It can help you drive your, your business a lot better. It's very popular. Uh, so gong.io, we're on LinkedIn, go to our website. You can reach out to me, meet Bendov at LinkedIn, very easy to find. And, uh, we're happy to be in touch. Uh, we're hiring, we're, we're growing. So, uh, definitely feel free to reach out. The key takeaways from today's episode are one, Gong is unlocking a unique data set and empowering sales reps and managers by providing them more visibility into the deal process and making recommendations for improving their conversations. Two, Gong has invested heavily in its artificial intelligence, including its natural language processing and machine learning algorithms. But the company's success can be attributed to Gong's laser focus on solving a real business problem. And three, AI is helping Gong both improve its go-to-market strategy and providing unique insights and recommendations to its customers to help them win more deals. Thank you for listening to Innovators. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would greatly appreciate if you could share a podcast with one person who you think would greatly enjoy hearing about how the next wave of business leaders is using applied AI to reshape our business economy. You can reach me on Twitter at Zachary DeWitt or email me at Zach at wing.vc.